Hey, we know you've been waiting for Wine Wednesday. And it's finally here. Welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast, where for some reason we have decided to overshare with y'all every week. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. We are here to talk about everything going on in our lives, from our wellness journeys, relationships, everyday struggles, pop culture, and so much more. Hey, Steph, happy Wine Wednesday. Happy Wine Wednesday to you. How's your week going? Week is going okay. Trying to just stay positive. It was when you get a rejection letter on a Sunday, you're like, really? Who does that? Can't just let me have the weekend. Like, let me just enjoy my weekend in peace and get back to the rejection on Monday. You know, there's truly something to say about like HR tactics and how most of the time when there's bad news to deliver to somebody, they deliver it at like 5 p.m. on a Friday so that you can like spend the weekend, you know, processing it and maybe remember on Monday. Like who does this on Sunday? Do you want me to call at 8 a.m. on Monday? (laughs) I know. Remember, I had got that one that was literally at six o'clock on the dot when we were at WOM weekend. And I was like, um, I was like you definitely scheduled this email like to go at the very end of the day so that I wouldn't email you back, which I wasn't going to anyway. But yeah, (laughs) it's been the rejections have been coming in hot. I've been getting hit from each direction and it sucks. (laughs) It's like dating, but less fun. Oh yeah. I'm not getting a free dinner out of it. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's like HR at these companies wanted to at least hook you up with a dinner and then reject you. Like that would make it like even better. At least wine and dine me and then ghost me like a normal dinner would. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I have to tell you about a meme that I saw on Instagram this week. This is like literally without TikTok, like how I survive on social media now is just like memes. So basically the meme said... Just sending you a voice note because it's quicker. And then it says, quicker for who? Not me. That's who. And it made me laugh because I am so not a fan of voice notes, like, at all. They drive me crazy. I hate them. I hate, first of all, I hate recording them because I hate the sound of my own voice, which is kind of funny because I have this podcast. But, like, I literally hate the sound of my own voice. Every time I But if you're recording a voice note, you're not going to listen to it. But I do the thing like I do the thing like when you don't like talk like yourself and like you like change your voice to like try to sound better. And like I know I'm sounding annoying. And then I also hate receiving voice notes because just I can read a lot faster than I can like listen to your whole voice note. Okay, so I would say I almost never send voice notes. And now I don't care that you hate them. If I really feel the need to do it, I'm going to do it because sometimes if I have a lot to say, and it's only because there's something big that happened, I'm not going to, would you rather me call you? No, I also hate phone calls. Exactly. So it's either like, <laughs> I'm going to call you and you're going to have to talk to me for five minutes, or I'm going to send you a voice note because I'm not going to text everything I have to say right now. Okay. And I feel like it depends on who this is coming from. Cause you, I would answer the phone for you because you and I really don't call each other often. We no, I only call text. you. I only call you if I really just like have to talk to you real quick about something like, and there's a reason, it's, like I never, that. it's an kitchen. emergency or it's juicy. It's like one of those two things yeah. I'm going to answer, but like sometimes people on Instagram will send me voice messages and I'm like, I, I don't have the time to sit and listen to this. And, and you're scaring me. I open a message and it's a voice message and I'm scared to listen. Like what is this <laughs> about? 
So I you're just, basically impartial to voice messages, voice notes. Um, yeah, I do get them sometimes on Instagram as well. I don't mind um, somebody sending it, except the problem is, is when you get one, when it's not like I'm in a situation where I can text, but I'm not in a situation where I can listen to your voice memo. I wish the phone, cause now you know how like our iPhones, they'll like transcribe your voicemail. I wish it would also transcribe voice memos so that if you can't listen, because like I said, I don't mind. It's not like I have anybody that I talk to that's trying to text me in all voice memos. It's just it's only annoying when I can't listen. Like I'm somewhere where I just can't be listening to a text message. So I would agree. And I just my don't the text message. Don't get me wrong. All day, every day. I don't like talking on the phone. I don't like any of that. I just would love to just continue texting. But sometimes if I do have like a lot to say about something, I will do a voice memo, but that's far and few between. It's funny because when I do receive voice memos, I never respond to the voice memo. Like it'll be like this, like two minute long voice memo that somebody sends me that I spend two minutes of my life listening to. And then I respond with like six words. I'm like, Oh, that's so funny. LOL. I mean, I don't think I, if I did a voice memo, I would never expect one in return. I think you're doing a voice memo. People who do voice memos, I think it's because they have a lot to say. It's not people are just, that's their choice to do versus texting. I think there are some people who it's their choice to do voice memos. Really? Well, then just, I don't know. Maybe those are the people that like to talk on the phone, but nobody wants to talk on the phone with them. So then they do voice memos. Let's pull our listeners. Let's put okay. a poll up this week and see... Do people like voice memos and use them? Do they not really care if they receive them or do they are they like in my boat of absolutely hating voice memos? Don't want to don't want to record one and don't want to receive one. No, thank you. Okay, but what if I have something important to tell you and I don't want to Like I said, it? you're an exception. Okay, cuz you might like I said, I think I've sent you a voice memo like once. It's not like I well, make it regular. Laura's going to stop texting me and start voice oh. memoing me from you, now on. <laughs> you are definitely getting voice memos just if I want to be a pain in the ass. I just opened Pandora's box, so. <laughs> it is. Speaking of Pandora, um not anything Pandora. that has- so not having anything to do with Vanderpump Rules, but she is the daughter of Lisa Vanderpump and Vanderpump Rules comes back today, right? I'm, today? Oh, yeah. And Jeff has a hockey game tonight. So oh, I am got ready planned. to watch. I can't wait. I love how I'm still like, I'm not even caught up with the whole thing. Like last season, I'm in. I can't go back and watch that many seasons. So I'm just going to have to start with the new Vanderpump Rules. I mean, you watched all of last season. That's good enough. You don't have to go back. All the the recent juice you're caught up in, that's all you need to know. I'm not going to lie. I was like, after last season, I don't understand, like, what this show is going to turn into. I don't feel like it's – and then I watched the trailer, and I'm like, nope, this season still looks like it's going to bring it. I'm ready for it. Somehow they always do. It's a Bravo thing. I know. I was – when we were at um, in Vegas and I was like explaining Van- what Vanderpump Rules like the show was to Jeff. And then he was, I don't know, we were with somebody and he was explaining where we went and why I wanted to go there and whatever. And um, they were like, so this show's been on for how long? And I was like, oh, over a decade. And they were like, people care. I was like, well, these people <laughs> still work at the restaurant. That's how it started. But the show has developed a lot since then. And yes, people still care. hundred <laughs> percent. People care a lot. Yes. Um, did you hear the new song that D- Justin Timberlake just released last week? Selfish? I did. I haven't 
listened like I haven't like gone into Spotify and listened to it like fully from start to finish but I have listened to like clips of it and stuff so I've listened to the whole thing and he was also on SNL last weekend I haven't watched that episode yet you know I love watching SNL though um but honestly when his after reading her book Britney Spears book and everything like when I saw that his song was being released I kind of had a little bit of that like Britney fan in me that was like I'm not gonna listen to his new song I'm not gonna like his new song like who's this guy (laughs) But I listen to it and I like it and I'm going to admit I like I it. I like it. But here's, I'm seeing like all of these people, all these Britney fans like in the comments attacking him. And basically like her friends are so, or friends, I guess her fans are friends. Her fans <laughs> are so crazy that they, she also has a song called Selfish that was released like 13 years ago or something. Uh-huh. And they have made that song trend and it's, doing better at least at the time that we're recording this on the charts than his brand new song so funny. is so that not wild like fan fan bases are insane and she's not even like a current artist that's doing anything new i know and even it's, her like recent stuff that she when she has tried to have one song come out and stuff they just haven't done much it's freaking wild um i also like it just blows my mind like the fan bases like that like taylor swift is another one like they're in Kim Kardashian's comments every day with like snake emojis still like, like they just can't drop anything, oh, you know? I know. Yeah. Um, I would never be like that kind of fan, but I do have like loyalty to like Taylor Swift with, I'm going to listen, like, even if I like the original better, I'm still going to listen to Taylor's version to support yeah. her um, and things like that. Like I'll support an artist. I really like that way, but I'm never going to go into the comments of somebody else and like trash somebody because of something that happened like two decades ago. Okay, but then this is what I'm so confused about is can we discuss then Britney sharing the Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake video of him being on Jimmy last week and like her apologizing about the things she said in the book? Yes, I saw that. And like, basically she's like, I actually like his new song, so it's good or whatever. Honestly. But what, I mean, because what did she say? Like, she like literally basically was insinuating that the things she said in her book weren't true. That's kind of what I got to. And I don't like it because one of the things that she said in her book is that she had an abortion. He got her pregnant and she had an abortion. Mm-hmm. She said um, that he cheated on her. She said, yeah. And I'm just like. That post is gone. Which isn't surprising. Yeah, I was going to read what she said exactly. And I'm like, oh, never mind. It's no longer on her Instagram. It's crazy. I feel like when I was reading her book, like I did feel like, oh, this girl's still in love with this guy. Like 100%. Oh, totally. She will like forever be in love with Justin Timberlake. Um, But and maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe like she's just always has like a soft spot in her heart for her and she knows he got or for him and she knows he got attacked when her book came out and blah, blah, blah. Um, But I did think it was bizarre. It's kind of like people bought your book and read your book and believe you and do the whole free Britney, team Britney thing. And then when you give people a reason to not believe you, like that's kind of. Yeah, so she read, for those who didn't see the post, um, she had said, I want to apologize for some of the things I wrote about in my book. That uh, if I offended any of the people I genuinely care about, I am deeply sorry. I also wanted to say that I am in love with Justin Timberlake's new song, Selfish. It is so good. And how come every time I see Justin and Jimmy together, I laugh so hard? P.S. Sanctified is wow, too. What is sanctified? 
That's, I think, one of Justin's other songs, I think. Girl is still in love with her. Yeah. First love. Holy cow. Yeah. But anyways, let's get into some weekend updates. How was your weekend? Um, Weekend was good. Uh, we had a pretty busy but, like, chill weekend. It was just night. It was, I mean, we had literally your gorgeous, typical, what you dream to have weather in January. 100%. It was, like, a gorgeous 80-degree weather weekend, and it was amazing. But, um, like, this weekend, we were supposed to go down to Lakewood to go to Charlotte big final playoff game for her ice hockey season. We literally were getting ready to leave to go pick up Jeff's mom and go head out there for the game. And right when we were getting ready to leave, we found out that her game was canceled because something was wrong with the ice. So we're still waiting to find out when that game will be rescheduled. But so we were kind of bummed, but since it was supposed to be such a gorgeous day, we were like, I feel like we'd been saying for like ever that we'd been wanting to hang out in Long Beach. We had said, even after the game, we had talked about going to do something out in Long Beach after, since we were going to be in that area. So we were like, let's, instead of, because it would have been easy to just, okay, let's go to a brewery or let's go do something like, because we usual. wanted to be outside and do something of the usual. But we we're like, let's still go out there. There's been things that we've saved on Yelp that we've been wanting to do out there. Let's go. So we headed out that way. First, we went to the Bamboo Club, which is a tiki bar that's been on our list for a long time. And I already got a lot of DMs when I had posted this a few days ago um, of people wanting to know what our Tiki Bar list is, the Tiki Bars we've been to, and the ones that are on our list that we want to go to. We have it all, like, tracked in a note. So I do need to change, like, to share that in our stories. Um, I keep forgetting to do that, so I'll try to remember to do that. Um, We got down there probably around noon or so, so there wasn't a lot of people there, but... um, It was just like one of those vibes where it's like you, the bartenders, and then there was this like husband and wife and her mom and dad, and we were all just like kind of chatting. You know when it's like fun when you're like everybody in the bar is kind of chatting together? Um, The drinks were absolutely fantastic, and we just had like a good time like hanging out there for a little bit. From there, it's about a half a mile walk to Joe Jost's, which if you live in SoCal, you know, it's pretty much a SoCal staple. You might not even know what the place is, but then you see their shirts everywhere, like your whole (laughs) life. Like you're like, this is like the middle-aged man shirt, like that every man owns. And now Jeff owns one too, because he got got one. I love (laughs) it. Um, But, and I love their pickled eggs. Their pickled eggs are so freaking good. Like this, like, so it's a beer bar. All they have is beer there. And um, I think they have like a Polish sandwich which is just like hot dog pickle cheese and bread and on then a pe- on a literal piece of bread not a bun correct well right? polish, polish sandwiches are always on rye bread usually oh I didn't usually know that. yeah and then pickled eggs and peanuts and I think that's it I think that's, that's like it. the extent and they do sell because I saw people buying it they sell like the loaves of their bread which I didn't know but nice. yeah so we'd walked over there and then we had to walk back to where our car was um, and there is a German place that has been on my Yelp for ever. It has had like great reviews. It's called Rasselbach, I think, R-A-S-S-E-L-B-O-C-K, Rasselbach Kitchen and Bar. Um, it had like almost five, st- it has like over four and a half stars. I know that on Yelp, but um, they had a great German food and beer menu. 
Uh, we weren't hungry, so we didn't really eat, but all of the food that was coming out to other tables looked so good. So I was like, okay, we have to come back here. Um, and then it had like a bunch of Jeff's favorite German beers. I wasn't drinking anymore. So, cause I was going to drive us home. So Jeff had like a couple of his favorite beers and it was just a really cool spot. He was stoked that I had found that place. So we are excited to go back there. Fun. And then it happened to be, it's like right next to where I got my wedding dress, dra- wedding dress. Stuff. Oh, that part like, of Long Beach. So okay. It's, it's like, so yeah, the other area we were in was more in like closer to downtown areas, yes. but closer to the beach. And this is more inland in the Bixby Knolls area. But um, yeah, it was like a great spot. So we had like a perfect little Long Beach day hitting up some different spots. And then we grabbed coffee on the way home and we had plans that night to meet up with my cousin and her husband. And so it was like, we had gotten home around like probably four we were like, you know, when you go out all day, you're like, okay, we really wanted to sit on the couch and on the <laughs> TV, but we were like, if we do this, we're going to end up canceling. The night will be like, over. There's no way we are going to be going back out. So we just like went and sat. It was so nice. We went and sat out in the front yard and hung out with Penny and we just like stayed out there for a couple hours until we had to like go in and get ready and leave to go to dinner and then to go meet up with them. So Um, We went to, apparently, so I've talked about this bar before. I discovered it a couple months ago. It's called Club 616. It's in downtown Santa Ana. And I've, like, really loved this place. I've gone a couple of times. And when my cousin contacted me to see if we wanted to go, she was like, oh, yeah, um, Jose's friend owns it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So that's why they were going, because they wanted to go check it out since he was one of the new owners. And um, so, yeah, we just hung out there, caught up for a bit. It was really nice. And, um do your notes say you went out at eight? Yeah, we met them at eight. <laughs> oh my God. I am, I'm tired just reading that. Well, so, I mean, and I knew we were, so we were, we went to dinner first. So like Jeff and I went to dinner at like seven okay. and then we met up with them at eight. And then, um, I know they had a babysitter, they have a young kid. So, and I know like they're not late. I mean, we were home by 10. Like it was, I knew it, was it wasn't like day. a, let's go to the bar and like rage all night. I knew it was like, let's meet at the bar, have a drink or two, hang out for a little bit and then go home. Like yeah, I knew I would be home. Time. Yes, absolutely. Cause there's not um, always a commitment I will make to meet someone at eight. And they also just aren't <laughs> one to get babysitters very often. So we like, I even told Jeff, I was like, is this the first time us four have hung out? Cause we see them all the time at like family functions or like when a bunch of my cousins get together. But I think that was like the first time the four of us had like, that's nice. Out. So it was really nice because I think they had their baby probably within a couple months of Jeff and I meeting. So they've had a kid pretty much the whole time Jeff and I have been together. So, um, yeah. And then so that was kind of our Saturday and Sunday. Just I felt like Friday and Saturday had kind of just been eating and drinking like crap, which I really haven't had a lot of those types of weekends. And so I just it wasn't because I really try not to have the mentality of going to the gym as a as punishment. like a punishment. Yeah, exactly. But um, it was more I just felt like I kind of crappy and I just felt sometimes like the gym, you just kind of like burn that all out of your system. And it just felt like I wanted where I don't usually go to the gym on Sunday. It seemed like something I wanted to do. So um, I just went over to the gym and signed up. They do a high fitness class at 10 on Sundays. And it's, if I, I think I've talked about high fitness here, but if I haven't mentioned, if you're like a fan of Zumba, but this is more of like a high intensity fit, they like 
incorporate toning and bar and other things too. And it's a lot of like today, for example, cause I took a high fitness class today. All of the music was Taylor Swift, Blink 182, Ace of Bass, like Rihanna, like it's so fun, really fun music. And it's super high intensity. I always get a good calorie burn, but I know if you go to their website, you can see classes that are in your area possibly. And I know on their website, they also do virtual classes and stuff too. But if you're into like that choreographed type, high intensity workouts, super fun. Definitely recommend it. Rest of the day, Brian, Annie, and the kids came over. We watched some football and hung out and it was a good weekend. So how about you? How was your weekend? Weekend was good. So I was working in the office all week last week, which I only have to do a few weeks out of the year. So (laughs) I was definitely tired and I was just ready to like go out and celebrate the weekend. It's so funny when you do work from home a few days a week, you don't have like that like feeling of like, oh my God, the weekend's here. I got to go have fun. But like, man, when you were in the office five days a week, you want to go have fun. So it's so funny because I never thought of that. It's so true. When I worked in the office five days a week, there was no way I didn't want to not go out on a Friday night. We're now like hundred percent. We don't have plans. Sure. Like whatever. But like when I was in an office five days a week, come Friday, we're going out to dinner. We're like kicking off the weekend. Oh yeah. We are not, not doing something. Yeah. No. (laughs) Um, so we had, we had originally had a reservation just to go to this place, um, near us for dinner and, but we knew it was going to be like, it was the Irvine spectrum. Like we knew we were going to go to dinner at like six or whatever and be home at seven, you know? And so we were like, well, that doesn't really feel like going out. So Jordan had texted me and he's like, you want to try sugar fish? And I was like, on a Friday night, like the second weekend they're open, like that's going to be freaking insane. But then I thought about it and I'm like, what else do you have to do? Like, but kill time, like go to a couple bars or something and yeah. make it a Friday night. So that's what we did. We went to Newport, um, put our name in at Sugarfish. It was about a two hour wait. So we walked over to the Tommy Bahamas bar that's nearby um, and hit it. We were there early. We hit it for happy hour. Um, just so much fun. We lucked out, got an actual spot at the bar. Each had a drink. Um, How were their drinks there? I just had wine. I couldn't decide what I wanted to drink. So I was like, I'll do the wine, the Chardonnay that's on Happy Hour or whatever. Jordan got a margarita and his margarita was good. Not not like Jeff margarita good, yeah. <laughs> but not many are. So, um, But yeah, it was, it was neat, nice. You know, it's a, kind of an older vibe there. So we were sure. definitely like some of the um, youngest in there. But we ended up sitting next to... Um, a nice couple that were like, cause the bartender had said, Oh, have you been in before? And we were like, no, it's our first time. And so they were like, we overheard it's your first time. And we were like, yeah. And they were like, we come multiple times a week. Like they were like (laughs) regs at Tommy Bahamas. And they were just like the cutest couple. They were like so affectionate with each other. And like, just so you could just like tell they were so in love. Um, and so they got, or she, he stood up and she was standing up. And so Jordan thought they were leaving. So he's like, it was really nice to meet you guys. Like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Oh, we're not leaving. Like she just has to go to the restroom or whatever. So she leaves to go to the restroom and he sits back down and he starts talking to Jordan. And he's like, I have two tips to give you like for like your girl or whatever. And he's like, if you're ever sitting at a bar with your girlfriend, whatever she is, like if she gets up to go to the restroom, always stand up when she stands up. Like it gives her more room to get out. It's the gentleman thing to do, whatever. And he's like, the other thing is he's like, we as men eat a lot faster than our girls do. So he's like, 
never let them take your plate if you finish because then it makes her feel like she's eating on her own and you're not eating. So it's just like so funny and That's so cute. cute. Just I little, never like, would even think about the bar thing. I mean, no, it has to make it easier that? to get out. Yes, especially if you have somebody else on your other side and you don't really have room to like maneuver out. Like it's actually that I felt like that was a really respectful, good tip. Yeah, I've never heard of, never heard of it or thought of that before, but I love when older couples give you like relationship advice, especially like when it's a couple that looks like as happy as they did too. Like I always like love hearing advice yeah. from people. Um so anyways, Wait, we headed back I have, to you. I have a question. Sugarfish, do they text you? So like is it easy to be able to go and like yes. go somewhere else? Okay. So which, by the way, I think the weekend that we put our name in, they must have not gotten my number correctly. So it's a good thing we didn't wait because they never, I never texted you. No, and I was telling Jordan that I'm like I never got um, a text message from them. So we made sure, like he, I went and put our name in, and I made sure, like I got the text like before leaving that says like, oh, you're on the wait list because you can check it too. You can keep checking to see where your um, spot on the list is. So you kind of know so, when you wrap it up wherever you're at and head back. Exactly. And they send you a 15 minute warning that's like, hey, be back here in 15 minutes kind of thing. So um, we went back and while we were waiting for our table, there were still people checking in. This was like 645. And we everybody gets excited walking into Sugarfish because it's new and there's nobody waiting. Like nobody waits like at the restaurant, like people uh-huh. go to bars and stuff in the area. So people get excited and they run in, like they just scored. They got there at the best time on a Friday and are going to get a table. Yeah, like, 645. Which is what we did. Remember? Um, so it was funny. Like we'd watch these people walk in and they'd walk back out and they're like four hours. Like <laughs> they were being given like four to five hour waits, which is, insane um but it was so good we ended up getting seated at like the little bar like they have a a small bar that maybe seats I don't know eight people and so we got seated there and I was actually glad we did because their seating is so crammed like I was looking at this one table and I'm like how is she gonna get out like because it was two separate couples but it was all they were so close their tables that is literally that gives me so much anxiety especially like just like as a bigger person like let me shove my ass into your face or my crotch like while I try to maneuver while you're trying to eat like why yeah, I don't so understand get a bigger space yeah it's, it was bizarre so I was glad we got seated at the bar that made me um happy because I, I had no idea what the seating they was they open in such a small space. It's insane. I want to say like a maximum of like 60 people maybe can be seated at a time. Like it's pretty yeah. small. And then they cram everybody um, together too. But really, really good. Um, I had only been to Sugarfish one other time in LA and I got the same like pre thing that they have. Yeah. Um, and man, I because they do have a light option. Like they have a light option that's like a few things less of the one that I got. So you get less. But I'm like, it's sugarfish. Oh my God, I have to get the one that I got because I love it so much. And I'm like, yeah, I need to like know my body and what I can yeah. <laughs> manage right now. Because I was like taking the rice off at the end. And like, I'm like, I'm going to be sick, but I'm going to finish this. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a nice Friday night out. It like actually felt like how, like we, what we were saying about wanting like that night out feeling like you do when you're in, um when you actually have to go into an office five days a week. So we got that. 
Saturday morning, Jordan was hanging out with a friend in the morning. So I got um, some time to myself just to get the normal weekend stuff done. And then in the afternoon, um, like Laura said, we had really, really nice weather last weekend. So I told Jordan, I'm like, I don't want to be inside. Like I want to do something outside. So we were trying to like decide what to do. And we we're throwing around breweries, but neither one of us were really like wanting beer. So it was just going to be like going to go. And so we were like, well, why don't we take advantage of some of the amenities at our complex, our apartment complex, which we don't do often enough. Um, So we ended up like putting air in the basketball that we have. And we went over to the (laughs) basketball courts and played a few rounds of horse. I lost every single one. But I'm like, I love horse. Like, it's like I haven't played horse in 20 years. (laughs) I like it because it's like sort of active. Like you can make it as active as you want, you know, you can. But it's like, it's not like basketball where I'm going to worry about like ruining my, like rolling my ankle or busting my knee or something. Like we're not like playing that aggressively, you know? I played horse in so long. I'm trying to remember. Is that where like I stand somewhere and if I make it, you have to shoot from the same exact spot and yes. if you don't make it, then you get, an you get a letter? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I was like, I haven't um, been so long. That was how I was remembering it in my head, but I couldn't remember if that's how it actually was. And remember when you're a kid and you're like, you get, somebody gets an HO and you're like, oh, you're a hoe. And then they get an HOR and you're like, you're a whore. (laughs) All these like memories of being a kid and like playing this at recess came came back to me. That was fun. And then um, we just went out. It was way too cold. I already knew I was not going to go in the pool. Like it was nice outside, but not like, it's also been cold. Like the pool's not heated, you know? Um, So I knew I was not going to go in the pool, but Jordan threw his trunks on and acted like he was going in and came right back out like that sucker was freezing so (laughs) I'm actually um, surprised they don't heat their pool but I guess if it's been cold why are you people aren't going to want to go in even if it's heated the only people that use the pool this time of year are like there's some lap swimmers in our complex that go because our pool is like very long and so there's people that will go like do laps for exercise and props to them like I literally have to plan what kind of exercise I do when I'm exercising based off of like what's not going to make me have to wash my hair the next day, yeah. truthfully. So. I know. That's like, because I like, there's a lot of cool water um, classes at my gym, like water aerobic, like different stuff like that. And I'm like, maybe if I knew it was going to be the day I washed my hair, but like just the thought of like also like wearing a bathing suit and then you get out and you're all wet and you have to like dry out. Like it just seems like too much work to go to the gym and do like a pool class. It is too much work. I'm not a fan. Um, but yeah, that was basically our Saturday. It was nice to enjoy just the nice weather and being outside. And then Sunday was the last round of playoffs for football. So we ended up watching, um, almost the full game, the full first game at our house. And then we headed over to my aunt and uncle's house for the second game because my parents were back in town. They're in town for a few days. So we'll get to see them tomorrow night too oh, before nice. they leave for, they're going to New Zealand for a month. So I'm very it's jealous. It's so amazing. Me I so. know. Um, so we hung out there, watched the games, had dinner, um, and just like enjoyed a chill football day with the family and then left to come right back home after the game because I knew another five day in the office work week. Like I mentally have to prepare for that. So I was like, I need to be home ready to ready to mentally prepare for that. So I have three more days left of it. And then I go back to normalcy. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do because there's, because there's one, not a lot of remote jobs out there anymore. And two, I'm just like kind of getting to desperate mode where I have been applying for jobs that are um, in office and stuff. And I'm like, 
am I going to be able to do this again? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I got to take it's, what I can get at some point. So, and it can be temporary. Um, you don't have to stay there forever, but I also think it's like the less commute that you have to do makes it better too. For sure. Absolutely. So if you're somewhere close to home, like that also helps. But yeah, if it's a commute involved, like, oof. I know. Rough. <sighs> Anyways, well, those are our updates. And let's get into part two of our Q&A episode. What is your 2024 goals for WOM? Um, so one of our big ones, because we know how important this is in order to grow the podcast, is to grow our own personal social media pages and presence on social media. So that is a big goal of both Laura and I is, is just to keep diving in a little bit more as to like what we can do with our personal pages, because we know that the people we bring in there will eventually be brought into WOM. That's just yeah. how it works. Um, nobody, I won't say nobody, because I'm sure there are people that have discovered you know, our WOM Instagram page through like a viral reel that we've done or potentially just... But that's somebody. not how you fall in love with us. No, like you have to <laughs> like the person that hosts the podcast and have something in common with them or be interested in what they share to like want to explore their podcast. Exactly. And so we know how important that is. Um, and then the other one, like we've talked about, our, one of our goals really is to just have more guests and different relevant topics that interest both you and I, but also our listeners um, throughout the year. Yeah, because it was very clear from feedback that we got from the survey a few weeks back that um, most of you really like our weekend updates. But some of you also said that you miss when early on in the podcast, we would have like more like topic focused episodes. Um, and that was very easy in the beginning because we hadn't talked about anything yet. So in the oh, beginning, yeah. we could have an episode on divorce, have an episode on dating, have an episode on first love. Like we were able to do that. But then it's like eventually that just gets really hard because we've now been doing this for three years. So and we don't also want to pretend we're experts in something we're not. For so sure. we're not going to do an ec- a finance episode without a you guest. know guest that is yeah. an expert in the subject to like convince you guys that we are. So for sure. Uh, Steph's sister's boyfriend situation. I feel like we had heard about one a while ago. I'd love to have her as a guest one day. And also Laura's sister-in-law. Um, so Laura's sister-in-law, Annie, I can picture Annie totally wanting to come on the podcast. She has mentioned to me that she would. So so we'll have to like dial in and figure out like what it is exactly we'd want to talk about. So if you guys have stuff you want to hear us talk about, I guess. Yes. Give us that. But, um, my sister, I've never asked, but I cannot picture that being in her comfort zone. So I will put my feelers out there, but don't get your hopes up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) as far as my sister's boyfriend situation, they broke up like, in the summer. So I can't even remember how long ago that was that I shared that. I, I know that I was a while ago in like May. And so they broke up sometime in the summer because I remember she came down and stayed with us for a week in October. And she had told us like that they were broken up, but that they had like met up. He had texted her or whatever. They met up and we're going to like slowly try to give it a go again. Like one of her big issues with him was just he was not someone that took initiative to like plan things. And when you're dating somebody, like you want somebody that like wants to date you and go do things and it doesn't have to have a dollar sign on it, but he just put very little effort in. And so when they reconnected, he had already right off the bat started planning a couple things and it was Halloween time and so when she was coming back from California, she was looking forward to it cuz he was planning some like haunted house type, something Halloween related that they were going to do. And so she was excited. 
literally her plane lands from being in California for a week. And my sister's just not a big texter, so it's not Mm. her thing. And the first thing she does when she opens her phone when she gets back to Yakima is a text message from him saying like, oh, I guess you like didn't want to talk this week or like, I guess we aren't giving it a try or like something like that. And she Mm -hmm. was just like, dude... Yeah. I don't have the time for you. I don't have the energy for you. You're draining. You're dramatic. You're immature. And so my sister is someone that's like pretty damn good at like closing a door and just moving on from it. And so she literally just closed the door. But she just told me actually when we were up there for Christmas that her and my mom and her best friend were all at some like shop or something. Um, and they ran into him. Mm-hmm. And so my sister was at the checkout, like checking her stuff out and that my mom and her best friend were like, we're going to go say hi. Like, we don't want to be weird. And so they went and said hi to him. And he texted her later and was like, we really could have been something, but you like, da da da. And she's like, oh my God, <laughs> this guy. He worked so, in the brewery industry, right? Yeah. Was he that worked this guy? In like, oh no, no, no. That wasn't him. That was a different guy. Oh, okay. He worked, um... In, I'm trying to remember, I don't know how to like exactly describe it. He was like an iron worker. Okay. I guess like, you know, like those fancy like houses and hotels and stuff like fancy iron gates or like that have okay. fancy like staircases. Uh-huh. Like he worked like in that industry. Um, but like, I never got the vibe. Honestly, he seemed like a nice guy when I met him, but I never got like full blown like, oh, this is it. Like this they are guy. so meant to yeah. get, be together. Um, and Jordan just misses saying his name because his name is Ben, but he like, I guess all of his friends and stuff call him Benny. And so Jordan would always call him friends with Benny. Cause like friends with <laughs> Benny, that would definitely be my, uh, my Instagram name yeah. if my name was Benny. <laughs> um, so no, she is very single. Um, and yeah, that is one thing I will credit my sister with is she is so independent. And so I'm sure she would like love to have a life partner, but she's just so okay being by herself. And I am not like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Can Steph share more about couple goal setting? Was there a certain method or planner used? So, yes. Um, our friend Taylor, we've had her on the podcast. Taylor made Tasty. Have we talked about this? Did you? Do we need to give any context of what this question is regarding? So, just to give a little bit of context, um, on New Year's Eve, Jordan and I spent New Year's Eve doing like some couples um, goal setting and planning for 2024 together. This was our first time doing this, like actually sitting down and spending the time. And I'm like big-ish on this for myself. I like doing this in like a note section of my phone or just like thinking about it or whatever. But I've never done it with Joey and I, or with Jordan. And I know with Joey, like this was like the last thing he would have wanted to do. Like I would have suggested this and he would have been like, like there would have had to be some like, yeah, but if you, if I do this, you have to do this or something, you know? And so Jordan was just like so open to it. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And then we started doing it and he was like so into it and I really loved it. So basically um, it takes different like life. Uh, so anyways, t- our friend Taylor, Taylor made Tasty. She made like this like goal setting, couples goal setting thing. And she actually, I don't think created it to sell to people. Yeah. Um, I think she created it for her and her husband, Dustin. They were going to do a trip towards the end of last year where they went away for the weekend and they spent the weekend just like hashing out these goals. Like she's really, really good at goal setting. And I was interested in it. So when we saw her at the end of last year, we were like, you should sell this. Like, if I'm interested in it, like other people are interested in it, we were like, sell it for 2024, $20, 24 cents. 
um, she did. So it was really good. They break it down into like personal growth and spirituality, which, you know, may or may not be your thing. Fun and adventure goals, finance goals, family and home goals, business. If you have a business, um, health and fitness, relationships, social hobbies, intimacy, career. So all these different things. Um, and it goes through and breaks down your goals like as a couple, but also individually. So like there were parts that we did where he would like go over his goals as an individual and I would go over mine. And I just feel like it was so important and it's nice to actually have somewhere to like write them down and a guide to kind of go through because like at the end of January, we can go back to it. I already know where I am and where I'm not succeeding in those goals, you know, a few weeks into the year. So like the idea is that you go back to those and kind of like refresh your mind on like, what your goals are and are you meeting them? What do you need to do to like meet your goals? So, so there's like basically like monthly check-ins kind of thing. Yeah, you can do monthly check-ins. I think she actually does weekly check-ins. I think there's like a Sunday check-in thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would commit to that necessarily. Um, but yeah, like I think with anything like that, like you don't have to feel overwhelmed with like any goal setting book, journal, whatever, like do what you want with it. Like just yeah. because there's parts in it doesn't mean you have to do everything. So I think that's like another good thing with anything is just knowing like you can take something and just make it work for you and do the parts in it that work for you and leave the parts that don't as well. Uh, Somebody also had another question for couple goal planning. How did the individual goals roll up into that, if at all? So mentioned just a little bit, like there were like individual goals. So for example, like career, that's not necessarily couple goals. I Mm -hmm. mean, if one of us got a promotion or something, obviously that's going to benefit us. But just talking about like what went well last year in our careers, what didn't go well, what are things that we can do and challenge ourselves on and to learn and grow and and do more in our careers um, this year. Same with health and wellness. Like even though we're both on weight loss journeys, like they're different weight loss journeys. Like we're not doing every single thing the same way. So even though it benefits both of us that we're both doing it, we both have different goals and different things we need to work on there. Um, so there are a lot of like personal goals and that, I think that's important too, but I think it's so important when you have like couples goals together that you're yeah. like working. Cause like overarching, well. you both have like your goals, like totally. that you want to lose weight and stuff, but then individually it's like the, how am I getting there? Exactly. Yeah, totally. After divorce, did your self-confidence increase? Honestly? Yes. And I think this could have to do with how you get divorced So, and like the things that lead up to a divorce, right? So for me, I was the one that hit a breaking point. I was done and I left. So for me, leaving was like so freeing and I felt so self-confident and just like, because I guess because of like the happiness that came with leaving, like I feel like that is a self-confidence boost in itself. And I don't know if you feel different than me because I know your divorce went you know, stemmed from something totally different. I don't know if that affected your self-confidence at all or if you were like, no, this is good for me. I have a hard time really remembering. I feel like I don't have something specifically in my mind that jumps out like, oh yeah, myself, like confidence. Because I've always, I've been a fairly confident person. Even when I've been like, very overweight and stuff. I've still always had like some level of confidence, like in different areas, like whether not necessarily confidence in how I look and things like that, but you can still be confident in the person you are. Um, and I, I think definitely like I started, like when I started getting into dating, that feeling of self-confidence would come in highs and lows. And then 
I mean, I was, I got divorced in the summer of 2014 and then I started, I got my first boyfriend in 2015, like, and then I want, I started losing weight in 2017. So 2017, 2018, I was like the best I ever felt like there, you couldn't like stop the confidence I have. Like, I definitely feel like I feel similar to how I felt then. Um, but right initially, I can't really remember. And I don't think if I did or didn't have it, I don't know if it was, I never really had this like feeling of the, I got cheated on. My divorce happened because of something I did. Like, I never put that blame. I knew he was the garbage human. It wasn't me. Like, I never let, so I didn't ever feel like I had poor self-confidence because of my divorce. Um, if I had any self-confidence issues, it was unrelated to that, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Are you both being sponsored for your weight loss partnerships? Um, so I think you must think I have a partnership with my surgeon because I post about him all the time and I tag him in things. Um, and that's just because I really love my surgeon. I have no, like nothing, no kickback I get currently. If he wants to kick me back (laughs) something one day, great. But I truly just, I think it's so important if you make this big decision to find a surgeon that you really love and trust and that you can build a good relationship with. And I've had nothing but a stellar experience with my surgeon. And so I like to, uh, he's very active on social media. He has a very active Instagram and TikTok. So to me, it's, um, I just like to, when I post things, I like to share like him because if somebody lived local or they're looking well, for a surgeon, kind of like how you found your surgeon was following yeah. BSG accounts where they would post their yeah. surgeon. And yeah, I think, I think that's um, a normal way. And you have not getting paid, but you have worked marketing wise with uh, the surgeon to create, like collaborate on content for him yeah. to share on his pages, which benefits both of you. It's obviously yeah. showing your followers where you got, you know, your weight loss surgery at and learning more about the surgeon and then people that are following him, it's also like, oh, who is this girl? Yeah. You know, and so then they go follow you. So I know. I need I think when I was already on his when I was went in, we did like interviews together for his Instagram. I think I was only down like fifty pounds at the time. So I was like, it's time for us. Yeah. We said we were Can gonna we do it again? again or like another six months or so, but I'm like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> we need to get together. But yeah, I mean I stumbled on him. So I think if that's how somebody can like find him as well. But if you want to follow him, he's a uh, weight loss OC, I think is his Instagram. Yes. And for me, I am not being sponsored. Um, the company that I'm getting my semaglutide from does um, affiliate marketing. They've actually just, just started affiliate marketing. So I, it's basically like an ambassador program where they yeah. give you like a code, a link or whatever. It's called like a referral link or whatever. And if someone does book through your link, it benefits both me and them. They get a discount on their semaglutide or trisepatide. I hope I'm saying that right. And I get like a small kickback as well. Um, But as far as like being sponsored, they are not like paying me to create content. Like the content that I create is for me. I would love someone to want to pay me to create content. And you started this journey prior to you were it wasn't like you joined to get no yeah this was back when I started in September I was with a different company um and was paying you know out of pocket did not have any kind of partnership nobody contacted me that wasn't the reason I started semaglutide um so yeah I think as long as 
I think it's normal too, though, if you are sharing your journey, that if there's someone that wants to work with you and you can make money somehow off of sharing what you're already sharing, because my content hasn't changed. I still am doing the same thing. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing when you're choosing to create content and put it out there as well. Um, when did you say I love you to Jeff and same question for Steph and Jordan? I said, I love you first and I'm curious how it went for you too. So Jeff and I, I said it first. Um, I remember like there was a good three ish weeks. I'd wanted to say it. It was like, I just like knew it. I felt it. I wanted to say it, but I was like super nervous too. I don't know. It's so funny. Like, you like look back and you're like, the things that made me so anxious about constantly, I'm like, so crazy. But I remember just like one night we were laying in bed and we were chatting and um, we don't do this much anymore. When we were first like dating and probably the first like year we lived together, we would like lay in bed at night and we would just like talk forever and laugh and stuff. And I feel like maybe it's because we lived together a long time. Yeah. So we talk all day, every day. So we don't have as much to chat about. But um, and I just. Maybe because it was dark, so I didn't have to like look at him, but I got the balls to finally say it, and I said it, and he said it back. And Aww. Yeah. And have you given him any shit since for not saying it first? He probably never would have said it. He probably would have just gone years, like, never saying I love he you. Proposed, but still never yeah. say it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, for Jordan and I, um, I overthought this a lot. If you follow this podcast, you know. And to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, how long had we been together? I think we'd been together nine months, eight months, something like eight or nine months, I want to say, and hadn't said it yet. And I was just like, why isn't he saying it? And But I don't want to say it first because I don't want like that like rejection if he didn't, didn't say Didn't you guys have a conversation too? I feel like we did. I feel like we had a conversation or was that about the girlfriend thing? I feel like there was a convo and you were basically, you basically like had said like you weren't going to say it first or something like that. That's possible. Like, I feel like there was, like, kind of some type of, like, small chat. But I, I don't really remember. But I can't it kind of sounds either, familiar to me. But I do remember we were um, on the tarmac of an airport. So we were at the SeaTac airport on the tarmac, either getting on to a flight to go to Yakima or coming home. And he just, like, stopped me. And he was like, I love you. And then we, like, made out on the tarmac. Getting made out? I mean, a quick make out because we had to get it on the plane. But yes, <laughs> so that cute. was our... And so it was, I know I mentioned this on one of our recent episodes, but it was cute because we had, were just coming back from Yakima after the holidays and he did the same thing. Like we got off the Yakima flight. He mm-hmm. stopped me on the tarmac. Told, it was so it's cute. like a, a rom- romantic movie. Oh yeah, movie. total rom-com. So I was glad he said it first. Um, it, it made me nervous mostly because of the fear of um, rejection. Of course. But like fast forward to like later, like he was scared of the same thing. So yeah. I had weight loss surgery too. My surgeon strongly pushes low carb, low sugar, and no alcohol in the first year. Did yours do the same? Um, no. I mean, low carb, low sugar, yes. Um, no alcohol for the first year. No, they request no alcohol for three months and then you can slowly start introducing it. Um, and with anything, just try things that make you feel like crap. Don't, if you're good with it, do it within reason. Um, as far as alcohol goes, the biggest concerns that so many have with it is transfer addiction. So many people who have weight loss surgery, um, instead of 
replacing your addiction with food, basically with an addiction with alcohol. So that's always a concern that many do have. Um, I keep my drinking to minimal on weekends and I just do it within reason. And that's what I've decided to do. I always just recommend do exactly what your surgeon requests you to do. Absolutely. Um, how did you each broach the topic of moving in with your significant other? Did Jeff Jordan bring it up first or you, Steph? Did it come up naturally in conversation? So I was like, when I read this question in our notes, I was like, Laura, I don't even remember how this conversation happened. So I was trying to rack my brain. And I think I dropped like a lot of hints to Jordan, um, like trying to see if he would open up to it. And he just like never would, never would. Like I think all of everything scared Jordan so much. He had just come out of a six-year relationship. I had a boyfriend in between my ex-husband and him. He did not. Um, and I just think everything scared him. And so when I would mention it, he would just like avoid, avoid, avoid. And then And he had never lived with he had never girl. lived with a girl, like a girl that he was dating. So um I remember I was living with my two roommates. One of my roommates um had a boyfriend. He started coming over a lot more. It just like wasn't my favorite vibe anymore. And so like I wanted to be home like less and less just because I was like, he's always there. It's so annoying. Um, and which I like him. Like I like I like him. It's just annoying when it's like your home and now somebody's always yeah. there, you know? And so I was at Disneyland with my roommates one day and one of my roommates and I started having a conversation and she's like, have you and Jordan like talked about moving in together? And I was like, no, not really. Um, but like, I mean, obviously that feels like a next step, but like, no, we haven't really like, we don't have dates scheduled or anything to move in together. And so I was asking about them and she's like, same, but she's like, I'm hoping. So like, it was kind of like that conversation that's like, we are kind of in the same place in our relationships. Mm -hmm. We're like, she wants her boyfriend to move in with her. I would love to move with, in with my boyfriend. Like this might be a good time for like both of us to start having these conversations. Yeah. And so I had the conversation with Jordan. I think this was like six months or so before I moved in with him. And we had said like, okay, so Jan, let's talk like January of last year. And he was like, talk to your roommate, like make sure that is okay. And so I went to her and I'm like, so Jordan and I are thinking of moving in together in January, like blah, blah, blah. And so she had six months notice. I had six months notice. Jordan did. Um, it worked for everybody. And yeah, it was one of those things that I kind of got to use the excuse of Katie and... Oh, I had an excuse too. So it's... <laughs> it was an excuse, but it wasn't. Like I knew yeah. for how often her boyfriend was there. I'm like, I know this is going to happen, you know? Yeah. And she was the one that like kind of ran the house. Like she was the one that had her name on the lease. And then she kind of like subleased, you know, rooms to my other roommate and I. And so I knew like, she's going to do this. Like she doesn't have to renew my lease. Not that she like would have done that yeah. to me, but I just knew like they've been together almost the same amount of time as we have. This is probably coming. Yeah. Um. So Jeff and I, so we started dating in June and come January, I was already like starting to think about it. So it had only been like six, seven months. Dang. And it, but it was kind of like, it was something that was in the back of my mind. It wasn't like, it was like something I was like, we need to do it. But then, um, so I 
a couple years prior, I had started putting um, my guest room on Airbnb. I was for um, some extra income to help pay the bills. I didn't really want to get like a full on roommate because I wanted to be able to like not have people when I wanted to kind of thing. And it was just kind of fun. I honestly met some really cool people. I'm still like actually friends with one of those people on Facebook and Instagram. And um, because he actually stayed at my place like three times, like he was um, he lived in Utah and would come here for work and would um, but it was like his own business. So because people would be like, that's kind of weird, Laura. He comes for work. Like, if work's paying for it, like, why, why is, would, he, staying why is he staying with you and not a hotel? <laughs> I was like, no, he, like, pays for it himself. It's, like, his own business work. And um, he was, like, the nicest guy. But um, anyways, but then I got kind of sick of doing that. I still didn't want long-term relationships. So then I figured I had somebody actually reach out to me on Airbnb who was a traveling nurse and then so that's kind of like what I decided to get into next because travel like I was getting like this girl just needed a place for like two months and it was like perfect. I was like two months like great easy. And then another girl um, she wanted to um, she was from San Diego. So she literally needed a place like Monday through Thursday and would go back to San Diego Friday through Sunday. I was like great like she's not gonna be home on weekends like best roommate ever. And I think she stayed with me for like four or five months. And then this girl Aaron moved in. And she was hardly there either. It was fantastic. And she ended up staying. She kept kind of extending. And I honestly had her for probably the whole time Jeff and I were together. Jeff said he only knew her like being in my house, even though she was like never there. But um, when she found out she was going to be moving out, I was kind of getting like, because I was starting to stay at Jeff's a lot. So then I wasn't always there to like clean the house like for when I needed like if somebody was checking out on a Saturday and coming Sunday then I had to be home to be able to like change the sheets clean the bathroom like and so I was just like not in a place where I wanted to be doing like the regular Airbnb thing again but I needed that extra income and so I was like playing that as my excuse in my head (laughs) but it was true yeah and I'm starting to like share this with Annie and stuff like because Annie was always my go-to of like who'd event and talk about Jeff. Like yeah, when advice. I was like wanting to say, I love like this guy hasn't said, I love you yet. Like I want to send, she'd be like, just say it. Like, and then <laughs> same thing, like just bring it up, like whatever. And so I remember it was sometime in mid February. We were, um, on a date night. We were at the packing house in Anaheim and the whole night I kept saying like, this is the night I'm going to bring it up. This is the night. And like, I went, we went to drinks and then we went to dinner and then we're like, I'm like, Hey, let's like get ice cream and like go sit in this court. And like, I'm just like dragging it on and like trying to get the guts to like bring it up. And then I was like, so I have something I want to talk about. And he was like, Oh God, what? And then I was like, um, I think we should. And I like kind of just brought it up. And then he basically kind of agreed immediately. He was like, there was no like, it wasn't any like kickback. He was kind of just like, honestly, he's like, it's a lot for me to take in. He's like, and mind you, this is, so at this point, Jeff is 40, he's in his early 40s, and he's never lived with a girl before. Right. He's had one roommate in his early 20s, briefly. It would, and Otherwise it was, lived he had his own place, and like he had a friend that like needed Crashed a place there. to stay, so he like stayed with him for a brief amount of time. But other than that, Jeff had never had a roommate, let alone lived with another girl. And so he's like lived his like independent bachelor life for like 20 years. Yeah. And so he was like, I know it's a like a lot, and I know it's going to be a big adjustment, but he's like, honestly, like if we feel like this is going, that this way. is going, he's like, it makes sense to be like the next Aww. step we take. And so we like same night agreed I was going to move out there and um, I would run out my place. Did and you have like a date picked and everything? 
we had said we would we had said we would shoot for like maybe April. Like okay. we kind of like it was flexible. Though. So we yeah. I mean, because I had my, it was kind of a, we said we were going to shoot for April, but it was obviously me needing to and so is that when find you a renter gotcha. and stuff like that. So, um, I remember I told my mom that night and then she had told her like best friend and then her best friend was like, I'll rent her house. So I never even had to like look <laughs> and she still lives there. Oh my God. So that's Amazing. Still, like five years later is still renting my house. So, um, yeah, it ended up being like something I stressed for weeks about wanting to bring up. And then I did. And then, yeah, we moved. I want to say we had that convo sometime in February and I was full time in his house. I saw I was moving every weekend. I would start like bringing stuff over. So we never had to do like a huge move except like the furniture. But um, I started like purging my house and I got rid because I had lived in my townhome for like 11 years or so probably prior. And um, I got rid of like 75% of my house because we were like I had lived in like a two bed, two and a half bath townhouse. He lived in a two bed, two bath townhouse. We both had lived like on our own. So we'd accumulated a lot of stuff. So so to try to like, we were trying to not do a storage unit. So to just like merge our two lives, it was hard. But um, yeah. The funny thing is I had a Facebook memory come up from like a Facebook story that I posted Mm -hmm. last year on this date. It's been exactly a year today. So today is January 20th. Since I did like that last big move from my old place. So when Jordan and I went and we loaded up my bed and my dress, like all like the big furniture stuff. And like, so this was the date I like officially no longer. Your Cypress house. Yes. Isn't that crazy? That's nice. No. After divorce, did you each go through a season of darkness? If so, how long did it get better? How long till it got better? It's been one trial after another for me. Two layoffs within 12 months, long divorce process, broken bone and surgery. I'm trying to stay positive, but I'm at my breaking point. Um, I mean, my heart goes out to, I mean, divorce sucks for everyone, but I always think that I feel very fortunate that I didn't have kids involved because I can't imagine how much going through divorce and how much harder it would be having kids involved with that. Um, I definitely had a short season of depression. I remember like to a point because remind to remind people who don't know the story. So I had um, split from told him I wanted to split end of July. Well, I told him I needed some time alone and to figure it out. He moved out, stayed with his parents. And after like a week or two, some other stuff transpired. And I said, never mind, I'm done. I don't want to do this. So he came, got the rest of his stuff, moved out. And um, I literally, this is end of July. And I told nobody until the week of September 11th. So I lived with this for like five weeks of just like literally not a friend, a best friend, my parents, not a soul knew this. Because I have very opinionated friends and family. I didn't want anyone. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know ultimately what I would decide. And I just was scared that other people's opinions would affect what I decided to do. I just kept all of this to myself. And I do not recommend that. And um, so there were times of like depression where I would sit there and just cry and cry. And am I making the wrong mistake? And then like I'd start texting him and then be like maybe like... I want to try. And then I'm like, no, what am I doing? Like, this isn't what I, and then the next day. So that, fortunately for me was a brief time. And then that's when I kind of just started trying to like, 
I didn't want to like jump into a relationship, but I wanted to just start like meeting people and just have that kind of distraction, which I don't know if that was healthy or not. Probably not. But um, yeah. And then eventually I will say the first like kind of relationship I got into was what kind of just helped me realize that there's other things out there and it does eventually get better. Yeah. And I think um, for me, I always say like, I was so unhappy, you guys, for years, like so unhappy, but it was all I knew and it was comfortable. Like even though I was unhappy and there were problems, it was like a comfortable problems. And like it, it was familiar, you knew what to expect. And so I had, I believe in November of 2019, I had kind of started confiding in my sister, like, that I'm not happy and stuff. But I had zero plan to leave. Just yeah. telling her, like, frustrations. Because I kept a lot of things in. I did not openly talk to people about my problems with my ex-husband. Yeah. Then fast forward to February of 2020. I'm up in Washington again. My mom and I are on a walk. I kind of start confiding in her a little bit of, like, the same things that I had confided in my sister in. And I know for a fact my sister had probably shared some of that with my mom, which you kind of almost hope like because then you don't have to have that whole conversation and so that was that but still like there's no plan my parents aren't helping me leave joey or anything like they don't like meddle in my relationships or business so fast forward to march of 2020 when the pandemic hits and i decide i'm gonna get in my car drive to washington in the very beginning of a pandemic and go stay with my parents and I did that. And a couple days in, I like confided in them basically that like, I'm not going back and I'm going to get a divorce. And I'm so bad with hard conversations, especially with my parents. Your parents are the hardest people to have hard conversations and with. And I don't remember. Have you told Joey this yet? You hadn't, right? I had not told Joey. So I told my parents first, I believe, and then had told um, Joey. So I remember like telling my parents and I'm like, ugly crying where you're like, <laughs> yeah. like can't even catch a breath. Cause I don't know how to have hard conversations without ugly crying with my parents. Yeah. And, um, and like literally I am so happy. I can't even tell you from like the second I got to Washington in March of 2020 from that day forward, I have been happier in three years than I ever was in the 10 years before that, like from mm-hmm. that second on. And I am very fortunate that I like lean, first of all, that I had that time during the pandemic to be home, to be able to go stay with my family. Like, I really don't know that I would have done the same thing had I not had that, had that time. Yeah. Had the pandemic not happened, you probably, I think I'd probably still be in the same unhappy place because it's familiar and comfortable. Yeah. And so I totally credit that. I had a huge support system, like my mom, my dad, my sister, I came back to a great support system with you and friends, um, work, things at work were changing. I loved like the remote and then hybrids, just everything was like going so well that I feel so lucky that I didn't go through any huge season of darkness. Like I had some feelings of feeling really, really bad that like I was making this decision that was changing his life and also changing his son's life. And Like, I did have feelings of, like, guilt and stuff, but, like, I put myself first for once. We're in that relationship. I really didn't. Um, But just to say to you, like Laura said, like, we are so so sorry you're going through this. Just know, like, bad times don't last forever. Things get better. The way that you're feeling right now with just all these things happening at once, like, that is so hard 
I have gone through times like this, maybe not with divorce, but just in general where you feel like you're getting slapped left and right. And like, why is everything bad happening at once? Um, So I know those feelings of just being overwhelmed and feeling like, what the fuck with the universe? But just know it gets better and hang in there and do everything you can. And like Laura said, the best advice we can give is to have somebody to lean on and to be like expressing these things to because having somebody to talk to that can you know, give you good advice back and have your back and everything like that is so, so important. Yeah. Steph, do you worry that the compound version of the meds isn't as safe? Um, I do not. So compound pharmacies don't exist just to produce semaglutide for weight loss. They, they exist for tons and tons and tons of medications. Um, basically, from my research, what I've learned is Compound um, pharmacies exist when there is a medication or there's a shortage. So it's on a worldwide back order. People can't get it. So that is where we are with Wagovi, Ozempic, all of these other medications. And it's not that the medication is on a shortage. It's the, what do you call it? Like the instrument or whatever that those for example Wagovi it's like a pen so they Mm -hmm. have this patent where it's like a pen the medications in the pen you stab your leg so instead of sticking a needle into a like little container of the medication drawing the medication stabbing yourself is that what you do yes okay they have they have like this patent on like a tool or whatever to put the medication and that is where the shortages are So anytime there is a shortage on a medication, compounding pharmacies can fill that void, basically. So your insurance is not paying for it. I Even though I have a Wagovi prescription for the real Wagovi that I can't get, my insurance is not going to pay for it through a compound. However, getting it through a compound pharmacy is hundreds and hundreds of dollars less. Um, But it essentially is the same medication. Like semaglutide, the acting ingredient in... Wagovi is the same ingredient that I'm getting. Compound pharmacies just compound it um, like with like vitamin B12 or something like that. Um, So I am not worried about it. I know people will like panic text me sometimes or panic message me like things like, aren't you worried about this? Aren't you worried about that? And I'm like, before starting it, I did all my research. And yes, I was like when you read about like the possible side effects or the possible things that could go wrong, like it's scary, but that's scary with any medication. Like name one medication where you read a bottle or look up any information on it and it doesn't have side effects. Like have we not watched commercials on medication before? So that is my personal view on it. I don't worry about the compound version of the medication. However, I put a disclaimer (laughs) anytime I'm talking semaglutide on Instagram because I'm not a medical professional. I'm not your doctor. I'm not your prescribing pharmacist or whatever. I am sharing my experience, how I feel about it, the side effects that I've had. And I think if you are interested in this, like you should have a conversation with your doctor from medical research, someone that can prescribe the medication. Absolutely. Yeah. What has been the most challenging and the most rewarding parts of the podcast? I would say most rewarding is, well, two things I would say. Just like I don't ever feel like a creative person. Like I just feel like I'm not a creative person. Mm-hmm. That's not like something I would ever call myself. But this podcast makes me feel Total like a creative, creative outlet. Yeah. 
So it is, it's my creative outlet and like that feels good. Like I didn't feel like I had, even with my Instagram, I guess with reels, it kind of makes you feel a little bit more that way. But like this makes me feel more creative than any other area of my life. So that part of it is rewarding. And then just like the community that like backs us up and like loves you and loves me and loves this podcast and like loves the community that WAMS built. Like that's very rewarding. Um, Most challenging, I would just say, are there are some weeks where like you aren't feeling as creative and you feel like you have to like rack your brain for like, what are we going to talk about for an hour? Mm -hmm. Or just you have a hard week at work. You come home on Monday and you're supposed to record and you're just like, the last thing I want to do is go sit in a chair for another hour or two. That's and what not I w- relax and have these to were do all this. what I was gonna say because I was um, thinking the same. Like we had said last week when we were doing the Q and A and or we were talking about um, some of the feedback, and there was um, people who wish it we recorded and released the episode like same week, and we were saying like how we need the flexibility for when we're sick or we don't feel like recording is like absolutely one of them because like how many like there has been a handful of times where one of us has been like. Dude, I had a really, really lousy day at work. I will not be a good co-host today if we record. Are you free to record tomorrow instead? And so thankfully we have that flexibility. Totally. Because there are days that you just don't want to record. Absolutely. Like there's days I wake up and don't want to go to work. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it it does. This is work. As creative as it is and as fun as it is as, you know, this project that we as best friends get to do together it's still work because we've committed to it if we weren't committed to it it wouldn't be work because we'd be like well we don't feel like doing it this week so no probably no episode for the next couple weeks because we're not committed but we're committed to it yeah because i do i see so many people who start podcasts they do a few episodes and then it trails off or i see episodes that or podcasts that do like an episode and then they won't do one for a month and then they'll do like two and then they won't do one for like a few weeks and then like it's just I like love a podcast where I feel like I can rely on knowing there's yep. a consistent episode every week or whenever they say they're going to put an episode, there's going to be one. And we do a good job at that. We do. <laughs> um, this is going to kind of sound um, random of a question, so we'll give you some context. But where did you find high interest bank accounts and where do you get your financial advice? Okay. So I had saw an article. I can't even remember the context of the article. Um, but I had shared it on Instagram and it was a lot about like retirement and having a savings and investments and things like that. And then I had just made a comment that I was like, if there's anything you could do, right? Like if there's not a lot you can do right now, if you have even a little bit of savings or want to start doing a savings, like get a high yield interest bank account, like or savings account ASAP. And I had my e- my EMs, my DMs like flooded that day being like, wait, what's a high yield savings? And I was like, okay, well, one, I feel good that like, cause I literally didn't even know this was a thing until a few years ago. And so I was like, okay, this sucks that like so many of us didn't know or don't know. And then I know Steph and I got our first one, um, a while back, we got ours with Apple. And, um, since then I have now, um, after Jeff and I got married, he had one with like Bank of America. I had one with Apple and then we ended up getting one because they had a really good rate at the time with American Express. So we both transferred and now we have all of ours with an American Express savings account. So these um, high interest banks accounts, the rates vary. Right now they're currently at like 4.35. Yeah. So like at my saving, I always just had like savings in a bank account 
which was like my normal savings bank. And I would make pennies, like a dollar or two a year. Like it was just like you made nothing. It was basically like your money sat there and you got nothing for it. And with this, like every month you get to see like a chunk of money being deposited into your account and you're getting a return. And I was just like, I feel like I just like had no idea. So like, honestly, we are not financial professionals. (laughs) This was just something like we learned about. We did some research on it and we did it a few years ago and... It's just, if you have money just sitting in a savings in your bank, you're not getting anything for it. So at least like have something and that rate can fluctuate. Like I think it's varied between 4.1 and 4.5 the whole time we've had it, but it's still so much higher than like, for example, if you have a B of a checking account in the savings account, that's nothing. I have a, you know, a credit union account that made me nothing. Like this isn't changing my life with how much I'm getting an interest, but I, it's gotta be. But if it sits there for the next 30 years until we retire. Oh, yeah. It's, hope 20 it's years. more than I made in 10 years with my savings. What I make in a month is probably more than what I made in 10 years with yeah. my savings account at the credit union. Absolutely. So it's definitely worth it. As far I don't know, I can't speak for the American Express one, but for the Apple one, um, there's no fee of having it. So they're not charging me anything a month. So it's something to definitely look into. We're not making many money telling you this. We're not experts. Talk to an expert, do your own research, find a savings account, a high yield savings account that works for you. But why not be making money off of just having your money sit in an account? Like it makes no sense not to do that. And getting my financial advice, Jeff knows a lot, so I get a lot of info (laughs) from him. But I also like follow some financial accounts on Instagram. I watch some YouTube video. Anytime I like hear of something, I do some research. I like watch YouTube and TikToks enough. There's so many cool financial resources out there now on TikTok and Instagram. And um, I really, we've said we've wanted to do this for like two years. I really, really, if there's any guests we get this year, I really want to get some type of finance person on our Absolutely. podcast this year. So what is your attachment style? How has that worked with Jordan and Jeff? So I wasn't sure, so I had to Google yeah, I was like, this. we both didn't know. Um, and so we Googled it, and we found a quiz you can take on. There's a bunch of quizzes. We just happened to go to the NPR one. So if you're interested in taking this quiz and finding out what your attachment style is, if you don't know, you can just Google, like, attachment style quiz NPR. That's the one that Laura and I did. And I tried to answer it as honestly as possible without, like, overthinking anything, But it was so crazy how I couldn't help myself from overthinking certain questions because I was like, well, if I'm answering this about my relationship with Jordan and how I am today, this is how I am. But when I go back into past relationships, this is how I am. So I tried to answer everything um, today and my responses honestly surprised me um, a little bit. I got a 75% anxious um, attachment style, 38% avoidant, and 63% secure so out of those three not knowing really what they mean like word wise only I would have thought I would have had a higher uh secure but I did have a higher anxious um and I can read what each of these means to describe a little bit more yeah and I got so I got 25 percent anxious zero percent avoidant and 63 percent secure I don't really know how this works because that I would have thought that these would have all equaled 100 percent and it doesn't (laughs) But I honestly thought I was going to be even like I could think of things like because I am a very anxious person. So I expected to have some of that there. But I know that our like me like being scared to like tell Jeff I love him and like to scared for weeks to bring up the like moving in combo. Like so there's definitely like I thought, like you said, not knowing 
what avoidant meant. Like I thought I was going to be higher there and then secure. Um, I definitely feel more secure in my relationship with Jeff than I have in like previous relationships. So like same as you, I tried to make sure I answered the questions currently in like my current relationship, not thinking of me as a whole in previous relationships as well. So I'll read what it says about anxious and then I'll lead, let you read what it says about secure since you got the highest percentage on that. Okay. Um, so an anxious attachment style, it says you love to be very close to your romantic partners and have the capacity for great intimacy. You often fear, however, that your partner does not wish to be as close as you would like to be, as you would like your partner to be. Relationships tend to consume a large part of your emotional energy. You tend to be very sensitive to small fluctuations in your partner's moods and actions. And although your senses are often accurate, you take your partner's behaviors overly personally. As a result, you tend to act out and say things you later regret. So there's some things that make sense here for me, but... I was telling Laura, I'm like, okay, so the acting out and saying things you later regret, totally me with Joey, like to a T, not with Jordan. And I really don't feel like I'm that sensitive to fluctuations in his moods and actions. I do feel like I love to be like very, very close to the person I'm with and have that capacity for great intimacy. And I don't feel like when I think of Jordan, I'm like judging this like, but Jordan does want to be as close as I want him to be. Yeah. But I think it's not necessarily, it's not saying that Jordan's not. It's saying yeah. I want my partner yeah. to be that way, which is absolutely true. I do. So yeah, there was definitely things in there that I was like, okay, that makes sense. So that made sense for me. So for secure, it said being warm and loving in a relationship comes naturally to you. You enjoy being intimate without becoming overly worried about your relationships. You take things in stride when it comes to romance and don't get easily upset over relationship matters. You effectively communicate your needs and feelings to your partner and are also strong at reading your partner's emotional cues and responding to them. You share your successes and problems with your partner and are able to be there for your partner in times of need. Even though you have a secure attachment style, it is likely you have or will have relationships with people with other attachment styles, Um, which I agree. Because I feel like Jeff would probably be a little more in the anxious and avoidant. I think I'm a little more 50-50 with anxious and secure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, if when I, I take these surveys and I fully disagree, I'm like, is that a me problem or is that a survey problem? Yeah. Well, I was like, I told Laura, I'm like, I'm going to do it again and see if I get the same thing. She's like, don't do it again. You're going to like change your answers, which is totally true. Because you, you overthink it and then you influence your answers. When you do a quiz like this, you just got to do it with like your instinctual answers and see yeah. what it gets. Um, what is your go-to favorite meal right now? Um, my cottage cheese bowls. I You're post about them on like Instagram all the time. It's um, because I felt like I've been, as I've been able to like start eating things easier, um, like carbs start getting like incorporated a little more. And I'm like trying to like make sure I'm not going too heavy on the carbs. And that's like such an easy, delicious, high protein meal. So like taco bowls, pizza bowls, like all the cottage cheese bowls have been my jam. And um, just search them on Instagram and TikTok. There's tons out there. Absolutely. Um, I don't, because I, since the start of January, I've been like, okay, I want to cook more at home. I want to switch it up more. So I've really been trying. So I don't really feel like I have a good favorite go-to meal. I just think me personally, my favorite kind of meal is like things that are in bowls. So like whatever <laughs> kind of, yeah, whatever kind of protein I have, let's just say I have some kind of like shredded chicken that I'm going to 
put in a bowl on top of rice with some avocado and some this or that, whatever. Like, I just think if it fits in a bowl, I would rather have it in a bowl, like with some rice or something than I would have like a taco or a sandwich or I just like bowl things. Bowl things. Okay. <laughs> what, what is it? your favorite coffee order? Um, I always just get iced triple shot espresso in a venti cup at Starbucks and I add whatever cold, I don't add any syrups into my coffee. So I just do the ice triple shot espresso and then I add a cold foam. So whether it's a salted caramel cold foam right now, I'm doing pistachio cold foam. I'm just all about that cold foam life. And Laura introduced me to this drink at Starbucks too. And I typically do the same thing. Um, I really drink just hot coffee at home most of the time. Like that's what I take to work. But as far as a fun coffee drink, that is absolutely my go-to at Starbucks. It's so good, you guys. Uh, Steph, is the name of your medication semaglutide? Do you have to take it for life? So yes, semaglutide is the name of the medication. Um, it's branded. Like you'll hear the name like Wagovi and Orozempic. It's branded as different names. Um, but semaglutide is the actual like ingredient, main ingredient in the medication. Mm -hmm. I guess I should say it's the ingredient. Um, Do you have to take it for life? You don't have to take anything for life if you don't want to. I don't know the answer for this for me personally yet. There's a lot that I still need to work on. Like I've been working on like my habits and stuff and I'm not going to claim to be perfect with anything, but I truly, truly have worked on habits. And there's just a lot that I think if you do go on a medication like this, or I'm sure have weight loss surgery because the weight can bounce back on either one of these things if you don't try to yeah. make changes. Um, that I think there's a lot that you have to like work on and work on overcoming. Like if, whether you had a binge eating disorder or whether you have, you know, you feel like you have food addictions, which if you're on doing one of these things, you most likely have, you know, one of those things. Um, so I think I still have a lot of work to do towards those things in order to say I could go off the medication and not gain all yeah, the weight back. For sure. um, but I haven't had those conversations yet with my doctor to know, like, is my goal to be on like a maintenance dose? Once I hit my goal weight, is my goal to be on a maintenance dose of this forever? Kind of just to like help me through life or is my goal to wean myself off of that? I have not gotten to that point yet. Um, why did you get divorced? I feel like we kind of went over this already. Um, I mean, you did. I didn't. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm assuming this is definitely a newer listener just because we have talked in the past about our divorce. So I will try to keep this as short as possible because I know we're going to start getting long. Um, basically, in February of 2014, I had gotten an anonymous email from someone. Somebody literally made an email account to email me. I wish I knew who it was to this day over or almost 10 years later, next month, I still have no idea who this person was. They emailed me saying they knew who me and my husband was, my husband at the time. And they found something on Craigslist, but they didn't want to be involved, but they felt I should know about it. So they sent me then some links on Craigslist in the personal section that my ex-husband had made and with his freaking photo, like an idiot. Oh my God. Had posted like personal ads. 
And let me stop you for a minute. I think we know why this person didn't tell you who they were because they were obviously in the personal. That's what I, that's what I always say. Cause like you found this in the personal section. So I don't think it's as much. You don't want to get involved. You don't want me to know that you were in the personal section of the Craigslist ads. Maybe. Totally. Um, so although I used to totally back in like Craigslist heyday, I would totally just like skim random stuff in Craigslist because it was so funny. Is Craigslist still a thing? I, I mean, I know, know it's a thing, but like who uses it? Not me. No, me either. My mom was for a minute. I was like, stop trying to sell stuff on there. There's things like offer up in Facebook now. Like we don't need to use Craigslist to sell something. Oh my God. Um, so I found all this out, confronted him about it, yada, yada, tried to like, I said I was going to work through things like, or I was going to try to like get past it. We said we were going to work on things. We started going to like therapy, things like that. Um, and then about two, three months later, like I kind of just day by day was starting to resent him. And like, I just wasn't ha- like, it felt really good for a couple months. I felt like he was making an effort. Things seemed better. And I just like, kind of just was like falling out of it. And I wasn't wanting to put in that effort. And weeks and weeks would go by. And then by like July, I was just like, literally couldn't even stand him anymore. And I just knew I wasn't happy and I wasn't going to get over it. And I think I was done. And that's when I decided to, to leave. So, yeah. So there is not one. So, and to be fair, he wasn't just come to find out he wasn't just doing Craigslist ads. He actually was meeting up with people. I forgot to say that part. So he actually was cheating on me. He wasn't just doing and with just random ass people. It wasn't like he was having a relationship. He was meeting random chicks off of Craigslist. Very icky. So, um, So, yeah, I think basically to move on from the divorce topic, there's not one thing that happens that leads to a divorce. There can be so many different reasons or things. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be something that happens. People grow apart. Like this person mentioned, like, was it just that you were too young? Like, sometimes you do get married too young and you change. So I don't think, like, you have to have the idea that, like, you have to be cheated on or something super bad has to happen. Like, I think people do grow apart and just prioritizing your happiness and their happiness as well is very important. Yeah. Um, Besides Laura's trip to Paris, what is each of your travel plans for 2024? So as of right now, our only big plans in our mind is our France trip, which we have in May, and then Chicago for Courtney's wedding in September. I'm sure we'll try to squeeze in some weekend trips or something here and there. But hopefully I'm going to have a new job in my future. So I'm not going to be able to like do much more than that. It's already going to be a hard situation when I have to be like, hey, can I have two weeks off to go to France? (laughs) So um, yeah, that'll likely be the two main trips we have this year. What about you? Um, So for us, obviously, we go to Texas and Washington for the holidays. I'll probably end up going to Washington. Um one or two more times just to go visit my family this year. Those are kind of just givens. And then we are going to Nashville in May for a wedding and then Chicago for Courtney's wedding. And then I really, I'm sure we'll have some weekend trips in too. And one of those weekend trips that I have already told Jordan I really, really want to do with him because I have done and he has not is like a central California coast trip. Like I think the central coast is beautiful. Love it. Um, and it's definitely like high on my list to do this year. So if we can find like two or three nights to go do that sometime in the spring, that would definitely be a goal for me. What's the worst injury you've had as a child or young adult? 
So I really haven't had any horrible, horrible injuries as a child. I remember um, at my dad's fire station, they had a gym where the firefighters could work out. And my sister and I would like, if we were there, we would like go in and like walk on the treadmill with my dad or something. And I went to go like mess with like a weight thing. And you know, like when you pull the little tab out to change the weight, well, I had my finger <sighs> on the thing. And so it's the weight slammed down oh. and broke my finger. So that hurt. It broke your finger? Yes. Oh my God. Good thing I was at a fire station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have like literally had like chronic sprained ankles and stuff in sports as a kid. Like yeah. I all of that. So as an adult, it's pretty much like the same thing. Like I still have like chronic, horrible ankles. Thankfully, like I don't do enough that's going to like cause me to break ankles anymore. But I did um, fracture my ankle as an adult on a drunken night in my early 20s. <laughs> and um, like my knee injury last year sucked. Like yeah. I feel like that was like, I kind of just felt like, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> yep. Um, but other than that, I'm thankful that I haven't had any like horrible injuries. What about you? So my big child injury definitely was um, when I was in preschool. Um, I was running around something. I slipped, hit a table, cracked my head open. Mind you, this is the 80s. I The ambulance came, took me to the hospital, but no cell phones. My mom was literally out oh, like God. shopping with a friend or so. Like my mom was not home. My dad was... I think at work or something. So they're like calling like our house, but like you only like, I just can't imagine like you used to not be able to reach people. Oh like, my gosh. and you can't, you have like a three-year-old that is literally like in the hospital, in the hospital, their face is just like busted open, bleeding. And you can't tell the parents. I couldn't even imagine. I think one of my aunts, I'd have to ask my mom and dad, but I think one of my aunts were the first people to finally like get contacted oh and was God. able to come. But until like they were able to get my parents, but I ended up having, I think it was like 48 stitches or something complete. I have like a big oh scar God. across my forehead. Um, and so that was like my big one I've had. Other than that, that is nothing. So else. scary. Yeah. Holy crap. And yeah. Would you ever consider a girl's warm weekend? I think there are companies you can sign up for planned group trips or something like that. I think we've talked about this before because Laura did find it was a company. Literally in our agenda last, we talked about it for the first time exactly a year ago because it was the last time we did a WOM weekend. There is a company called Trova Trip that partners with influencers and podcasters and the like um, to help you plan like group trips. I would, I remember we brought it up last year, but I had just gotten engaged and it was like, this is too crazy of a year with like engagement and wedding and honeymoon and stuff like Maybe we'll table it for next year. And now I like think about this year and it seems like with not knowing what a lot for this year yeah. without a job and things like that. So possibly 2025. So maybe next year or maybe when I get a job, maybe we'll be able to figure something out. Um, I think it would be so much fun. I know there's minimum. So it'd be like we have to like get eight people to want to do it. So if. We didn't get that many people. We would have to cancel kind of thing. but And things like this, we feed off of your energy for. Because we can want to do these things all we want. But we like need to know that like there's people that would want to go on a trip. Because, I mean, not everybody can afford to do a trip. Like some people, you know, I know vacations like this are expensive. So it's like mm -hmm. if it's not with Jordan, I don't know that I would like just do a random trip. I don't know if I could like afford it. So there's a lot of that too where it's like, if you're interested and would want to do this and could do this, like send one of us a DM and just be like, hey, whenever you plan that trip, like I am in, I want to do this. This is something I'd yeah. be interested in because I know it wouldn't be for like everybody or yeah. 
So we feed off your energy. Yeah. So let us know. I mean, there's one podcast I listen to and they do, I think, two, maybe even three of these trips a year. And they get like groups of women to go and they go all over Europe. And I think they did a Thailand one. They've done a Mexico one. Maybe I don't even know. But I was so, I mean... They don't have to necessarily be this like big international trip. It totally. could be something still in the U.S. or something a little more attainable like Mexico versus going like to Greece or something. Exactly. Yeah. But um, definitely something we've talked about and we do think it would be a really fun totally. bonding trip with like a group of women. And then just to close out the Q&A section this year, of course, this question came from Courtney wanting to know if we would ever swing with each other. <laughs> God, Courtney. We, honestly, if anybody else wrote this question, we wouldn't have even read it. Um, but since it's Courtney, we had to. And the answer, sorry to disappoint you, Courtney. There's no <laughs> swinging the thing, going on. And the thing she also added was, I'm, did what she say? I'm brave. I'm not going to make oh, yeah. this an anonymous question. She was like, I'm brave. I'm not going to submit this anonymously. <laughs> um, so sorry to disappoint everyone. But Laura, Jeff, um, Jordan and I are not swinging. So No, we're good. <laughs> All right, let's hit it. Flavor of the week. All right, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week is going to sound so boring, but believe me, it is so good. It is the Raisin Bran Crunch cereal. So not just the regular Raisin Bran. They have a Raisin Bran Crunch now, and it's basically Raisin Bran, but there's also like clusters. Like Like granola clusters or? Kind of, yeah, but like, yeah, kind of. And so, like, in each spoonful, you get, like, the little, like, bran and the raisins and then a cluster with the... Oh, my God. Literally, it's... I have this for... I don't eat cereal for breakfast. It's not a breakfast thing for me. But every once in a while, like, when I want something for dessert, like, cereal for me is, like, more of a dessert. Yes, I agree. I'm with you. And so I keep milk and cereal at home. And when I want dessert, I'll pour a little bowl of this Raisin Bran Crunch cereal. And I'm telling you, it's so freaking good. I want it all the time. Like I buy Raisin Bran cereal. Every time I go through a box, I buy a new one. It's so freaking good. I've never even seen this. I want to try it. I like Raisin Bran. Um, I hate how soggy Raisin Bran gets so fast. And because of the crunch, I feel like it doesn't get as soggy because I'm usually like that too. Yeah. Um, Dude, you have to try it. It's so good. We'll what, about, what about you? What's your flavor of the week? So this week I am sharing the Essence Electric Glow Color Changing Lipstick. It's $4.99 at Target. I've shared my love of Essence's mascaras in the past. I think one or two of their mascaras have been a past flavor of the week. Uh, this is the first non-mascara product I've tried of theirs. But just like their mascaras, $4.99, super affordable. Um, so it's like in this clear lime green tube it looks very 90s it reminds me of like you know the mascara they still it's like the hot pink and lime green it's very like looks 90s but um and when you open it the lipstick itself looks hot pink with like glitter so it looks like it's gonna be like oh god i'm like i can't wear this (laughs) but it goes on clear it feels like a lip lip balm i'll just like read you the product details so experience the magic of essence electric glow color changing lipstick the lipstick nourishes your lips while boasting a color changing effect. The texture reacts to the natural pH value of your lips, creating a personalized pink shade. Embrace a natural and radiant finish that will leave you glowing with every smile. So um, it really does feel like a lip balm. It doesn't feel like heavy like a lipstick. Um, And for me, it gave me just like a very light pink tint. Even though there's glitter in it, it doesn't like Come through. Come through like you get glitter on your lips. Um, (laughs) But I just really love the way it felt. I wore it all weekend 
when I was in Vegas, like I had gotten it right before we went to Vegas. So I'd worn it that whole weekend in that dry Vegas weather. And um, it was great. I really liked it. And for $4.99, like why would you not try it? Yeah, it was just like a perfect little like tinted lip balm. Totally. So yeah, I loved it. Um, and other than that, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. If you have a moment, please go rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Over Matter Pod and join our private Facebook group. Just search Club Wine Over Matter. If you love what you heard, share this week's episode on your socials and don't forget to tag us. And we'll be waiting for you next Wine Wednesday with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.